Hi, this is Cable Brandon Sage, and you are listening to Cable Unplugged. So with Season 38, The Edge of Extinction, just around the corner, actually starting just next week, I thought I'd go back and do a cast assessment. Uh, I've done these before previously on another podcast, and the guy that will be joining me, he's in that same boat as well. Uh, So why not be like the 42nd podcast to talk about Survivor and do a cast assessment for this upcoming season? I just thought it'd be a little bit of fun, uh, and a way to get back into podcasting. So on the line, I've got an old friend of mine, Julian, who's going to talk about the cast with me. Julian, how are you? Yes, hello. Yeah, good, thanks, Havel. Nice to be here and so good to talk about Survivor again. It's been um, quite a while now, so nice to be back on a podcast talking about it. Okay, so I've got to ask, uh, initial impressions when you heard about, I guess, the twist or the theme of this season, um, what was your initial gut feel? Um, initially I thought the title sounded pretty good, like Edge of Extinction sounded like, I don't know, like sort of mysterious. Um, I actually like the idea, to be honest, like I, I can see where people's reservations and hesitations about it all are because, um, yeah, it sounds a bit Redemption Island, Islandy and all that, but it, it really puts the idea of, um, to the test of how how much you, how are you willing to hack it? How long are you willing to hack it for? You know what I mean? Because basically, it sounds like that they'll can basically stay in the game as long as they want to be there for, um, in some way or another. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think it could be really interesting. It, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff I haven't really thought about the wrinkles that it could add and if that's fair and how the logistics of the jury are going to work and all of that. Um, but basically, yeah, if you're determined, uh, you everyone now has an equal chance to make it deep into the game. You just have to hack it um, on the edge of Extinction Island or wherever they get sent to. And hopefully it is tough because um, that's what I liked about Survivor in the beginning, that it wasn't just a walk in the park. And I definitely think it's become easier. So it'll be interesting to see how tough they really make it. If it's just, you know, too easy, I won't really like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm a bit confused. I'm not confused, but I guess it hasn't been fully fleshed out for us as an audience yet how yes. uh, the extinction works because my initial gut feel was like, um, so you voted out and say, again, you're the first one voted out. You're like, oh, I've only been in the game three days. Of course, I'm going to stick it out. But then what happens when the next person comes or I'm, I'm not sure how does that happen? Like how does that work and how, what are the logistics behind again, how that sort of pans out, like what, are they going to kind of do a redemption duel or something? I just don't, they haven't really explained that. And I find that an interesting sort of twist. Like could there potentially be almost like um, we were just talking off air, like could it be almost like an outcast twist where you're going to have several people that are willing to stay in the game, be at the edge of extinction. So um or is it just a fancy new name for Redemption Island? I, I don't it know. It just sounds like, I just imagine, yeah, like, I don't know um, yet because I, I don't think there's been a lot of confirmed details about it, but um, they're kind of keeping it a little bit under wraps, which is, in a way, it's good because if they spoiled everything, then that would not give us as much to talk about during the season. But, yeah, like, um, I just imagine them all kind of hanging there um, until a certain point in the game where, Maybe a couple will get back in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- we don't know how they'll go to the jury and how big the jury will be, all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah. 
Okay, so the other elephant in the room has to be uh, the four returnees. And uh, I've got my thoughts on it. Um, I'm interested to hear, firstly, your thoughts on having the returnees um, and maybe even just the number of them and and who they actually are. Yeah, look, there's a lot to say about this. There's... um. I, I like having returnees again. Um, I was pretty excited, to be honest. I, I, I like the the four of them enough. Like I don't even Joe. Some people are pretty anti Joe, but I think he could be. Um, I, I want to see something different from all of them, but especially Joe. And I do believe that he's a multifaceted character, and we've only really been shown just he's good at challenges and he's you know the pretty boy. And but I do think he's a smart, intelligent guy. So. There'll be stuff to see from him. Uh, Kelly Wentworth, pretty excited about, um, as I'm sure most people are. Aubrey, I'm a little bit less excited about, but I still think she's an articulate, interesting character who gives good confessionals. I don't want to see whiny Aubrey. I want to see something different from her. I think she has to, um, I don't know. She has to mix it up, obviously. So do, so do all of them. But um, And David Wright, he has to play a lot more ruthlessly, I think, this time. But um, all in all, I think um, pretty good. I would have liked to see, and I reckon you would agree with this too, Cable, um, earlier players from maybe the first 15 seasons um, get another shot. What do you think? Yeah, I still, I, I again, as an old school fan, I get a bit frustrated. I kind of can understand, though, where probes and, and production sort of veer towards the newer players because the game has changed a lot that those Players like, say, Aubrey, for example, they kind of understand how the system works. Uh, yeah. And also the, the newer fans that are the younger generation. Like, I'm, you know, when I started watching this show, I was like 20. And you can imagine how old I am now without me saying it. So, um, <laughs> uh, you sort of, I can, while it's frustrating, I'd like to see some, I still would love to see T-Bird come back at some point. Um, I can also understand that, they want people that are newer, fresher in the mind. Um, yeah, and, they've got more name recognition for, for newer fans, and, and that's right. Yeah. And, and, and overall, uh, no, I don't want to slag off any of our um, old school players that we all sort of, I guess, probably hold on a higher pedestal than the, the newer players. But um, I, just in general, I don't think they've done really well that much since they've come back generally. Like you look at sort of Varna. I mean, Kimmy did go pretty far. Um, yes, but she wasn't. I agree with that. She wasn't really a big character, and um, in that season, and and you're right, they don't sort of, um, yeah, they either don't stay around long, or they stay around long, but they don't do anything. Yeah, so, and I mean, yeah. even even you could go back even as far as sort of heroes and villains, and I mean, Boss and Rob coming back. I mean, you you know, he sort of didn't do much. He's sort of until he came back for Redemption Island. Um, yeah. Uh, and and look, I think we have to be realistic too. Like again, sometimes we forget how much we've aged since um since then. And like you know, illustrated the point that you know I was twenty when this show started and and when I started watching. So I mean, you know, I'm thirty eight now, um, and I definitely feel a lot older than back then. Obviously, so you imagine someone like a Colby or a Jerry and and those people that have come back a couple of times, but even people that we've sort of like, oh, why doesn't Colleen come back or Gretchen? Or she, like, yeah, they'd be I, a different person. They wouldn't be anything like how we remember them. And that's interesting in a way, but often when they get to that mum mum sort of age or something, they're like Kimmy was kind of feisty in the Australian Outback, but um, by season 31, she was kind of just a mellow, nice lady, if that makes sense. So, neat, yeah. neat lady? 
Yeah, she's a neat lady, exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing. I think, you know, it's, it's really cool when I see um, the newer generation come up with these Brant Steele sort of simulations and, and all the, these lists of who they want to see in Season 40, Heroes versus Villains 2 or whatever they sort of think is going to come. And they come up with some great names, but you know what? Some of those people they've come up with, yeah, they're not, they're not 34 anymore. They're like yeah. getting close to 50, 50 or plus. Yeah. And, you know, physically they might not actually be up to it. And also they're, they're, it's passed them by. They're not interested anymore. They, they were part of that survivor bubble for a long time and they just don't, they've moved yes. on with their lives. Oh, definitely. Um, so, which, though, which um, is a little... future seasons, not necessarily for this season. I do hope we still see the odd person from, any season before season 20, I'd be happy with now. Don't get me started. I want people from Guatemala, but that won't probably happen. <laughs> but anyone before season 20, I'd be happy with. And I do understand all the reasons why we're going to skew towards more modern um, seasons like you've mentioned. So, yeah. yeah. I reckon it'd be actually really cool, though, if they still they ripped out like one or two really random sort of picks from the real early seasons. Of yep. someone that might have been fairly young at the time, like you said, that might have uh, obviously got a lot more years under their belt experience, whether they've become a, a parent or whatever, um, and had a bit more success in their life, and then they come back, but almost because they weren't a huge character in their first time, that they could come in and almost be like in like the mole or something like that. Like they're just sort of they're not played up as a returnee at all, and it's just that'd be kind of the the twist that they. It, it would be interesting, yeah. And I think we, we can see it happen because um, it was amazing um, for Cambodia to see so many um, older players. And we saw Jervis in season 27. We've seen, you know, we have seen um, really early um, players occasionally come back into the fold. So, yeah. But, um, but what are your thoughts on the four that we've got this, this year? Are you happy with them? or? Um... There's two sides of the coin for me. I'm happy because I'm a big Wentworth fan. I'm not a huge uh, um, Aubrey fan, I would say, but I, I'm like you. I actually, I think she's great for the show. I, I, mm. I think she's really good on the show. I'm not sort of here nor there. I was, I'm not one of those people that thought she was robbed in Co Wrong. I, you know, people. That's a whole other argument we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, Rob's that. goddess, and, uh, the Rob's goddess. Oh, we can talk about that another day. But I, I think some of those people that get on that um, Aubrey bandwagon, um, while there's a little bit of merit to what they're saying, I think they're still very blinded by their their fandom on her. Yes, um, yeah. David, I love David. Um, I think I, I wouldn't say I've got a lot of similarities with David, but I think we'd have you know I, I still feel like I'd have a similar maybe path to him. Um, as he did in uh, Millennials versus Gen X, uh, and Joe, I'm I'm sort of a bit on the fence with Joe. I don't hate the guy. I have no issues with him. I think I think most guys would love to be as uh, attractive uh, as good. He's as, just good at he's just good yeah. at everything. Like he, yeah. he'll be able to make a fire. He'll be good at the challenges. He'll he'll be just good at fucking socially. He's a nice guy, yeah. and I don't know. He's just one of those. Happy go lucky, yeah. everything sort of falls into place for him. But and that's that's the thing. I think I think deep down, most guys, if they could be anybody else, um, yeah, a Joe Englum type would be most guys. You'd be pretty happy with that. You'd be pretty you? happy. So I think sometimes <laughs> when people don't like him, I think it might be a bit of the sort of tall poppy syndrome. It's just sort of I agree. Just... It's so easy just to be like, and that happens a lot of the time with the um, as us fans or the 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 
casual fans, which are popular, the players which are popular among casual fans, we tend to sort of disregard because, oh, they're not very good strategically because the casuals like them or, you know, they're too... I, I do think Joe can be... Um, I don't think he's going to be really ruthless or, or stuff, but I do think he has a pretty good brain. And I think that just because he's hot and good looking, sometimes people dismiss him as having no brain as well. But yeah. I don't actually think that's the case with him. And it's definitely not the case with Wentworth, who's also hot. Uh, she's quite cunning. And, and um, I think she's probably a little bit more uh, entertaining to watch in terms of her humour. Like she's got a little bit more, you know, her sneaky, sneaky and um, uh, kicking kicking old mate under the bus. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She's got a good good screen presence whereas joe joe's yeah i don't know like we just got told one story so i really hope this season they give us uh something else from joe but it'll be interesting to see unfortunately sadly i still feel like i like i'll give a shout out to josh wiggler and his show um first one out um on rhap and the hollywood reporter great Um, great produced show yeah yeah and and i actually from that just listening to joe this time i actually did feel like I had a, a better feeling about Joe and his chances, but I still feel like, unfortunately, he's just – he's the all-round package that I don't think people would, would begrudge him winning, but they just know he's such a threat to win that they're never going to let him get that close. Um, it is hard to see. It is hard to see what he's going to do differently and how it's going to be different. Um, obviously, he'll stick around for a while because he's such an asset to the tribe. But, yeah, I totally agree. And what did he say on um, – First one out. I haven't heard it, but what did he say? Oh, what he was going to do differently or anything? No, there, there wasn't anything really specific. But I just felt like I just just him talking, and um, I just felt like he he had reflected a lot back on his two games, and obviously he played back to back, and he was straight back in, and and that would be like I mean we've seen people do that before, like uh, Russell and Amanda both played back to back and got to the end both times. So, it, it, you know, you can have successful sort of a fairly successful back-to-back season. But I think in, you know, definitely in that scenario, though, like he, he got to watch his season play out before he was shipped straight out to Cambodia. But, uh, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, when you're still – he was still fairly young at that time. I think he was 25, 26. 25, I think, in, um, in yeah, what, Heroes Heart, not Heroes Heart. Um, Excuse my French. Um, yeah. That that one. Yeah, world yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, so, but also, I think there's that stage where you might not have really unpackaged your first season and worked out where maybe you went wrong, or just even just to analyze yourself and be able to step back, and then he's straight back in the game. Um, and this, and I think he did talk about. I think both times he was single, doesn't have any kids, so he didn't have any sort of attachments to to worry about, but then this time now he's obviously with Sierra Don fan favourite Sierra Dawn Thomas. And he talks sort of talked about that and now he sort of feels like he's got something to play a bit more to play for as well. So I don't know, he yeah. just talked with a lot more maturity that I thought, you know what, this kid actually yeah. and he was talking about, you know, he's I think nudging thirty now going out to play again. So Yeah, different um, stage of life. I know it's only been a couple of years but but he has had the biggest gap um of oh same oh, with Wentworth, Wentworth yeah. um, so it's been it, it, I feel like it's just yesterday but it's been a couple of years so yeah I'm sure they have had a lot of um, a bit more benefit of of space removed from the game I'm very surprised how quickly 
Aubrey and David are back in a way. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's common with Survivor sometimes too, yeah. isn't it, to have well, people back. I was going to say just quickly on Aubrey that, um, yeah, I, it was funny because maybe something has changed, but I know from exit interviews and stuff like that and even on social media, uh, I think it's common knowledge that uh, Aubrey really did have, enjoy her time in Game Changers. Uh, yeah. And she was a bit down on the experience and a bit down on Survivor. And I think she did – she never said never, but I I thought there was never never a chance of her coming back so soon. So Yeah, well, she kind of got let down. I don't, I don't know, like, is this unfair to say? But I understand why her experiences um, would base her to say that. But I just get this little bit of a, oh, woe is me, a bit of a – poor battler victim thing from Aubrey sometimes. And, and look, I know she, she was so close to winning the first time and got so far at the second time, but it's a little bit mopey sort of, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not that excited about her cable. Yeah. I don't know. Feel free to argue that. No, no, no. That's, that's pretty unfair maybe to say, but maybe not. No, I think, I think she played, obviously played really, really well her first season. And probably played well enough, even though she had a few unlucky breaks, to still get to the end. And and you could again make a definite definite case that she should have won. Um, so that you could argue then maybe she was unlucky, and and it's come out since that I think Jace and Scott Pollard probably if they had known a lot of the stuff she had done, they would have voted for her. Yeah. You know, that means, you know, you flip those votes. That around. sucks she to was... hear if you're her. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. And and, and in, the pod, um, in her podcast with um, Josh, she did say she, that, you know, there's a couple of comments about the season that we will not name. And I think she's just trying to move on from it because it's obviously. She's it, great and, on the podcast. She does. Yeah, yeah. She, I think, I think she's just sick of people telling her about it and, oh, you should have won and this and that. And then obviously when you hear stuff like that, I think you just get to a point where it's like, oh, my God, I was so close. But you would get frustrated. Yeah. You don't want to – you just want to move on with your life and not talk about it. So it's definitely Co-Rong's the season that she's trying to move on from. But um, with game changes, I think she just – again, like players get it. Like you just get stuck in an awkward position where you might be put on a tribe with people that don't want to work with you. Then you get in a tribe swap and you're still stuck with those people or, or the yeah, people that's definitely on the bottom or the people that are going to actually work with you, get voted out or, or you just get stuck in a bad position. So I think right from the get go, she just wasn't in a great position because she'd done so well at first season. But again, that's, that's the thing you decide to come back. That's unfortunately, that's the risk you're going to take that. And what do you might... think she can do differently this time? That's the thing. I, I really don't know. I, I but I think she's so I think she is actually a really good people person. So I yeah. think from that point of view, I think she definitely will uh you know, have people wanting to be with her and work with her. So I think yeah. I, I think very It all depends, doesn't it, on who's yeah. on her tribe Go, and going back to a season that you love Guatemala, I think I feel like oh. she could have a Stephanie like season where people will definitely look at her like, oh my god, she was my favorite, all that sort of stuff. So I think, I, yeah, I think she can have a good run from that point of view. Like she's right from the get go. It can go two ways for that because I. It's interesting that you say that because I have this feeling people are just going to see her as a strategic threat, and um, I, I think she could go early. And it, I, I don't know. I just feel like she's made it so far twice. I don't like her odds of going that much past the merge again. Um, uh, I don't know. But but you're right. The, the flip side of that is like she might be on a tribe with people that really 
admire like her because she is quite charming and uh, enjoyable. And um, yeah, I think she's got a good way with talking to people. So yeah, it'd be interesting with Aubrey. Yeah. But having said all that, my, my other flip side of the coin was I'm kind of disappointed they've brought these people back, especially Wentworth, probably David, and even Aubrey to a lesser extent, and no disrespect to Joe. But I was really hoping to potentially see these people back in a season 40 sort of legends or some, whatever, whatever theme they come up with. I yeah. just think Kelly and especially Kelly and Aubrey, I think, you know, when – no, again, no disrespect to females either, but I think Jeff Probst has been on record to say that, you know, the female, when you do all-star seasons and that sort of stuff, the females generally aren't the biggest characters always. So it's yeah. harder to get the and rest, get the cast. Yeah, yeah, it's harder to cast them or fill that, their, their tribe out, whereas the males are so easy to pick. Yeah. Uh, when you've yeah. got you know, your big sort of characters like, you know, Coach and, and Tyson and Boston Rob and Russell Tony and Rupert and, yeah. and Tony. They, they, they just almost cast themselves. And if anything, they've got a list of guys that they have to really cull, whereas the women are, uh, you know. I agree. And actually, um, I think for these two women to be back on this show again, it sort of cements their legacy as pretty um, modern Survivor Hall of Famers, if that's not a bit too bold to say. But but being three-time players each now um, after this season, um, yeah, look, like there's not that many women that have played three times as it is. So yeah. um, both are pretty pretty well-liked amongst the fan community. Like they're really um, both pretty – they both give good screen time. Um, yeah, I, I look – I, I know I'm getting nitpicky, but basically I I think my first reaction ages ago when I saw these four was, oh, yeah. And probably on Joe, the initial reaction is to be like a bit like, oh. But, but that said, I still feel like he could be the most – he could surprise us, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Look, it's just one of those things. It's like, does that mean – it doesn't mean they can't come back a fourth time, but I just sort of thought to myself, you know, I would have loved to see Kelly in another – Big save them for later or, sort of thing. Yeah, we'll sa- save them in the bank because I just think, okay, it's not that no one's come back a fourth time. I mean, we've seen Boston Rob, Suri, and a few others, been a couple others, maybe uh, Rupert. Yeah, Rupert has. Aussie's uh, been back. I just yeah, think, I forgot like, about – I completely forget about game changes sometimes and how crazy um, that season was so, and how it's just forgotten yeah, from my mind. But, yeah. But I just sort of think, why wouldn't you save those, especially those two females – Save them in the bank for two more seasons down the road, which is what another year. Yeah, um, it's only another year. And, exactly. and keep, I don't know. I just because I, I sort of think to myself, if they're going to invite them anyway, and but they've played now, they played thirty-eight. I just think for their games, they're not. I just think it's maybe again too fresh in everyone's minds. It sort of I don't know why. Yeah, David. David, I can see why they sort of had back, but again, I sort of think isn't he good enough to have played in a heroes versus villain season? type sort of scenario for season 40. Again, look, who knows? They might throw... I would, yeah. They might not well, I mean, do that's anything. A, I'd love to, to see a season, um, season 40's Heroes versus Villains 2. Um, God, it's... Well, no soon enough, I suppose. But, but surely Dave's like one of the ultimate heroes so yeah, of the modern era. So it's like, why wouldn't you save him for that? I, I don't know. Look, that's just me, like, again, being nitpicky and just thinking about the logistics of, of getting everyone back and... And just yeah. even the perception of you get—you don't want people coming back for four, fifth, six times. To be honest, no, like no, no matter how yeah. much you like him, so um, yeah. yes. Now that we've seen all these guys again, I 
my instinct is not to really want to see them again um, in season 40 or even really past that. Yeah. Um, but then again, yeah, it's going to be interesting. What are, what are your thoughts then on, we sort of touched on David a bit, but what, what do you think he'll be like this season? Um, you sort of said it about Aubrey. I think he'll be probably the first boot out of those four. Okay. Um, I, 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 I definitely see him as a huge, huge danger. Um, and, and you know what? It's not to be totally disrespectful, but he, he obviously is someone that can do puzzles, I believe. And I think, again, I'm, forget me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said to Josh, he might've been practicing puzzles again and doing that I sort think, of stuff. Yeah. And I know he was doing a lot of fitness stuff leading up to this as well. So doing, you know, marathons and Spartan sort of races and stuff like that. So I think he's fit, but he still looks like, I know he did struggle in some challenges that were a bit more. He's maybe still a small guy. Based. Hey, like yeah. he's still, yeah. Yeah. He's still a small guy. So I think if you went back old school survivor, you'd probably go, well, for one, like you look at the targets that could be on his back. One, he's strategic. Two, he's extremely likable, funny guy that people sort of rally around and, and, and become friends with. So that's sort of threat level. And then, Thirdly, you go, well, but also he's a weak link in the try of being successful potentially as well, depending on where he's placed in the challenge, that, you know, he's not super strong. Uh, he's maybe good in the puzzles and that sort of portion. But remember when he was struggling with that uh, the ball to throw in the net and he was losing it all over the no. <laughs> And I don't, I don't – I think from memory, and again, forgive me, David, if I'm wrong, but I don't think he was a super strong swimmer. I th- yeah, I, th- I think that sounds right too. And, and yeah. again, maybe my memory's already escaping, but I'm pretty sure he did say he'd been working on his swimming in the podcast. So there's yeah. that. But um, overall, I, again, if you know, this is one of the early seasons. I can imagine him being an early boot. So um, it's interesting because yeah, I I can see it's he'll either be um sort of charm people because he is quite likable and he's um you know, like self-deprecating and all that. I, I think he's going to have to play a lot more ruthlessly though. Like he can't sort of dilly-dally and be a little bit, um, oh, you know how he's sort of indecisive and, um, yeah, he just needs to be a bit more ruthless, I think, because he's going to be a target. And so he needs to just, just call to go for it, I think. That's what I'd like to see from him. I don't know. Um, I'd rather he go hard and go home early than just sort of be a little bit, oh, I don't know, I'm nervous. This is a new experience for me because it's not anymore. So yeah. he's the veteran um, and it'd be nice to see him take charge of an alliance and I want to see him go kind of far because he's got a lot of unfinished business. But, yeah. All right, I guess we've spoken long enough. <laughs> These returnees. Yeah. Uh, yes, maybe you should uh, have a look well, at there's, uh, there's other players too? Yeah, oh, I know. Okay. Can you believe? Would you believe? Um, <laughs> Back. So, Julian, the first tribe we're going to look at is the Karma tribe, and that will be captained by uh, Joe and Aubrey. Okay. Yeah. Um, karma. I just think of good karma or bad karma would be interesting. Like um, eight on this tribe, eight on each tribe. Um, yeah. Well, we've spoke about Aubrey and Joe. Who else, who else do you want to start with here, Cable? Because... Yeah, I think we'll just go straight to Victoria because she's alphabetically the first on my list. So, okay. So, Victoria is 23. She's from New York or the Bronx and she's a waitress. 
I actually love the look of her. Like she is an interesting looking girl. Uh, you don't often see that many redheads on Survivor, or maybe you do, but um, yeah, look, she she looks like a scrapper, and I mean that in the nicest way. Um, I think she's going to be feisty. She's going to have that Bronxy sort of accent. Um, she's a bit of a sort of free spirit, um, no collar type, you could say. And um, but you know, she says here that she's a. Um, valedictorian of college she got a perfect gpa of 4.0 which she loves to talk about she says as much as possible um yeah i don't know i think she'll be good she's going to be i think she's going to be a lot she's going to be a big personality what are your thoughts um look to be honest i don't have a lot like i can't really have a good read too much like i'll flick through her bio obviously listen to her with josh um but she looks like she could be a fiery redhead. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I don't like to generalise in, in that regard, but... Yeah, but that's kind of obviously, yeah, is what I was going for. Yeah, so well. I think she'll... She comes across like... I, I have to agree with you. Like, she looks like she'll be a fighter. I feel like she's the kind of person that wouldn't give up if she got voted out early. Like, she'd really stick it out. Um, yeah, me too. She just looks like a resilient type of person. So um, I could be totally wrong, but... It, you know, she's sort of uh, one of her hobbies is um, hiking. Um, I mean, she doesn't mean she's a completely outdoorsy person, but I mean, if you're hiking, you're sort of. One with she looks nature. in good shape, and I think she's should be smart and uh, pretty strategic. I think she'll have a good sense of humour too, but wouldn't want to piss her off. But at the same time, at least she looks like a character that would be interesting to watch. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to some that we don't feel that will be anywhere the, near as interesting as her. So, yeah. The only thing I would say, I, which was a red flag for me, was uh, in her... Th- red, get well, it? Red yeah. flag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be one. Um, is that in the three words to describe you, she's got controlling as one of them. And that's not, that's not always yeah. a bad thing, but I think, again, in a game like this, yeah. that can yeah. sort of get you a bit undone if you have to sit back and try not to be controlling and maybe zip your lip. I think that's when you're more likely to have issues. So that might be something that could work against her. I mean, look, who, who knows how controlling she actually is really, but um, if if that's... Yeah, no, yeah. agreed. Um, and also, but I did like her person that she can relate to or contestant she was most like was Malcolm Freeberg. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well, actually. I thought, yeah, okay. Okay, do you want to go to your next one on your list? Yeah, so who's uh, you just choose the next one and I'll just go with your Right, list. okay. So the next on the list that I've got is Julie. And uh, No, sorry, Julia. Julia. Julia, Julia Carter. Carter. Sorry, I know there's there's a Julie and a Julia on this tribe as well. So that's what sort of quickly threw me. Julia yes. Carter, twenty four right. from Pennsylvania. Yeah, look, I'm just looking at her now. Um, she's got a very sort of pretty island kind face. Um, there's not much I can really say about her, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling her. <laughs> Uh, she, yeah, like she, she says she wants to be most like Jeremy, which is a good pick again, but also recency bias. And I hope she knows the game. I just don't see, 
I don't see medical assistant, 24. It's all very stock standard. Hobbies, traveling, shopping, eating, boring hobbies, even though most people like that. Um, I just don't see her. I see her being a real purple at it, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, so I... Yeah, she's a hard one to sort of pick as well. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Her buy is not exceptionally exciting. Um, but I think one of the things I did hear in the interview, and it does come up obviously in her bio, is the connection she had with Survivor with her dad who's passed away. And, and that was one of the reasons okay. why she got in, you know, into the medical side of medicine is um, I'm pretty sure he died of cancer or something along those lines. Or maybe heart disease. Heart disease, maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's heart disease, sorry. Um, but I, th- I feel like there's something there that, again, sort of similar to what we sort of said about Victoria, I think she'd be someone sort of willing to sort of really uh, fight for this and, and, and just, you know, sort of have, the, you know, sort of her, her dad's memory or spirit on, you know, sort of on her shoulder and, and really push her forward that way um, as yeah. sort of her sort of, reason for being there uh so uh, again it, it, i'm i'm having a hard time getting a good read on her as well um like i said i mean jeremy is a good pick but it, again it's sort of that well you know easy sort of pick to make um she could be really likable too like i wouldn't be surprised if she goes quite far yeah. as well um yeah it's it's hard to make a good read on her um, for sure yeah so yeah, you're not you're not getting winner vibes though, are you? No, which not we, really we probably should her. say if we see anyone that we think might look like a winner top there. Yeah, I do I, have a winner's pick, and when um when we get to that person, right. I will cool say cool. why. All right, uh, next one on my list. Who's next? Yeah, let me get through past all this. I've got Ron Clark, forty six. Funny you say him, Cable, because. He is my oh, winner pick, um, wow. actually, yeah. And, like, I had to pick someone and I was very sort of um, umming and ahhing about who I was going to pick. And I I looked at all of them and then I sort of just came to him and I just thought, uh, I just felt his wisdom of experience. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be able to fly under the radar, which you sort of need to do in, in modern Survivor in the first half of the game. I really don't think he can make too many waves. I think he'll be, if he if he doesn't get voted out early for, for you know being a, um, average in the challenges, and hopefully we've moved past that a bit by this stage. Although some seasons it still does happen, I just think he'll he'll be really good um, as a teacher. I think he'll be very motivational. I think he'll. Um, what else did I say about him that I liked? I, I've I've sort of thought. Um, a pretty diplomatic kind of guy. He'll be able to sort of go between different alliances and smooth things over and communicate with everyone else. So I think he's quite funny too. Um, so, yeah, I think people will come to him and because he knows a lot about what's going on, he'll be able to work that to his advantage. So, yeah, I put him as my winner pick. It'll be interesting to see um, if I'm anywhere close at all. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I won't totally jump on your bandwagon, but he's definitely someone that I was considering as a winner pick. Um, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I, I think he sounded amazing on Josh Josh's uh, podcast. Um, definitely, like you said, has the experience. He's a teacher. And look, I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said he 
had um, Mark, oh, I'm pre- oh, see, I don't want to associate it to him if it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was the one that said he'd actually gone back and studied every puzzle challenge that's ever been on Survivor and and print, print, printed oh, them up okay. or whatever and practiced them in case they turned up. I reckon, yeah, look, I mean, I haven't listened to, to a lot of um, pre-season stuff or or read that much stuff, but I can see that without knowing much at all about um, him, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah, I think yeah. he'll be um, definitely someone to reckon with. Um, I, I just, I think maybe I've got a bit of last season bias because um, I can't even think of his name now. What's the, um, the old guy that did really well? That um, made it final trouble, but still didn't quite get enough votes. Um, Rock, oh, whatever Mike it was. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, they're probably not anything alike personality-wise, but I, I do feel like maybe they'll have this um, likability vibe, a bit of the, you know, quite mellow. But um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. All right, the next one on our list, Eric Haifman. 34 from Chicago. All right. Let's bring him up. So he is... um, Yeah, look, I think um, he'll be an enjoyable kind of guy. I'm just finding the picture of him here. Like, he looks like... Is he the firefighter? Let me... Yeah, okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about him, but I do think he'll be... um, someone who takes hopefully the game pretty in a lighthearted way and he'll be likable. Um, here we go. Here he is. He, um, yeah, I don't know really what else to say. Have you got, what, what are no, I, I, like? I liked him. I did listening to him. I, I really liked him and he's definitely in my thoughts for winner pick. Um, the only thing being maybe firefighter, it's still regarded as, as something that's, uh, I believe he's not going to lie about that or anything like that. Or oh, hang on, is he going to play it down? I think he said he might play it down because he's also technically a. Actually, you know what? I think he actually said he was going to play it down because he's also technically a paramedic. Um, okay. So it'll be interesting because yeah. I, I think that was the debate that he was having with Josh is whether he would um, play up the firefighter or, or play it down and, and sort of play it more the paramedic side because it's not as I guess. Even though it's in the same realm, it's it's not as maybe prestigious as what a firefighter's looked on as. But um, yeah, I definitely listening to him. I definitely feel like um, I, I have you know a good feel on him um, and doing really well. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just one of those funny things. But his son's Levi and my son's Levi. So um, yeah, sort of. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's kind of. That's like, kind of those, one of those funny things that sort of gra- makes you gravitate towards. Something. You have like so, a yeah. Um, that's what. Yeah, yeah that's why I've got a, a good feel on on uh, Eric. I think he looks like he's got a mischievous side yeah. too. Like I, I don't know. Um, I think he he compares himself to Tony. Not that they're that similar people, but like you know, he says here he's going to work every angle like Tony. So I do feel like if his understanding of the game. Um, is good, and I and hopefully they, you know, most people understand it well enough the the mechanics of Survivor. Then I think he'll make it deep, and I'll have a pretty strong alliance. Okay, so Julian, yeah. the next one we've got is Julie Rosenberg, uh, forty six from Baltimore. She lives actually in New York City right now. Uh, she's a toy maker, and she's actually a super fan as well. 
Look, I, I like the initial vibe I get, which is from nothing. But um, I think, I don't know, I just saw that photo of her. I just thought Debbie, Debbie Wanner, Wanner or whatever. Um, I don't think she'll be as psycho as Debbie. But I do feel like she's got a bit of pizzazz, a little bit of volatility maybe. Um, she, she's left of centre. Like she's not your straight down the line. Uh, she likes escape rooms and, you know, thrillers and uh, I don't know, just toy maker as an occupation. That's kind of random. I think that's quite interesting actually, like um, someone that gets into that. So, yeah, I, I like her. Um, I hope she makes it far. I'm not sure if she will, but um, she'll be a bit of a tripper. Uh, but I think she'll be less annoying. I um, I think she's a go-getter and I think um, – I reckon she'll she'll stick around and she'll be pretty determined as well. So if she's on extinction, edge of extinction island or whatever the whatever they're going to call it, um, yeah, I reckon she'll make it pretty deep. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I like the look of her. <clears throat> I mean, not all super fans do really well. Look at Jacob Derwin. Um Yeah, but exactly. I feel like that was something we didn't really touch on. But I feel like a lot of this cast um, is even more super fan ish. I mean, there's only a few people that are. Big <clears throat> one. Only sort of familiar with the show in the last couple of years. A lot of them have, at least, expressed um, that they watch the show pretty much from the get go, and or have caught up with it and and watched seasons multiple times. So, uh, Julie is definitely someone also that did apply um, after season one, back when she would have been in her twenties. And I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't make you a great survivor player, but to sort of come back and persist and, and sort of apply again, you know, what, 17 years later and to get on the shows, um, yeah. Sh- yeah, I think that shows determination because she says she's most like Stephanie, yeah. which I really like because it's um, old school player and Stephanie's a polarizing character, but that's cool because she is tenacious, like she says. Sari for her humor and fun spirit and Dawn for her propensity to have some emotional moments. So she will be a bit of yeah. everything and she's going to be um, a lot of everything. And that's give me that over someone um, beige any day. So, yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. I was sort of, uh, I like those choices she made as well. Um, it, it kind yeah. of almost shows like the, a few of them are a little bit old school with Stephanie. So uh, it kind of shows, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the history of the show as well. Not, you're not just going, Oh, I'm, I just love anything that gives a tip of the hat to something beyond before heroes versus villains at yeah. this point, to be honest. So, yeah. All right. So the next guy we've got on our list is Gavin Whitson. He is one of our younger players, 23. He's from Tennessee. Um, he's a YMCA program director. Uh, he's an interesting one. He seems like a lot of fun. He's another super fan. Uh I definitely got a good vibe off him. I just oh, really? don't know. Well, I don't know. I just think he seems like a really likable kind of guy, but I think he might be because of his age too. Uh, might be a little bit naive with a lot of things, and may maybe once he's out there and in the elements, maybe that's just not his. Uh, yeah, that might not be great for him. Um, yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm just quickly flicking through the bio. I'm not really seeing a lot about anything about, uh, you know, camping or hiking or anything like that. And I was, 
because yeah, I, I can yeah. see there's a bit of our oh, Netflix and playing Fortnite and other things that are a bit more the yeah. indoorsy type things. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, hey, like because we've lit like I mean this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like we literally have nothing to go on, so you just have to. I mean, it's kind of what the players do with each other, I suppose, on the first couple of days before someone gets voted out. And I, I don't, I don't. He seems to me so. I just see him as really straighty one eighty, like kind of religious-y. I don't know if he is religious-y, but he seems like a goody two-shoes. Um, like just, I don't know. I just don't see him as that edgy. And he's like, oh, married my girl, couldn't be happier, we're engaged. And yeah, I just see him as a bit boring. Um, so it'll be interesting. Maybe. And like, it's kind of cool that he's referenced this, but I, I kind of think that that's not a good, good person to reference either, though, while it's fun. Like, who are you most like? And he's said Keith Nail. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There's, he's got that southern thing going yeah, on. So sure. I mean that that concerns me already. <laughs> Even though we, all, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think he was thinking more. Oh, I want to be loved like Keith Nail, but which Keith is? Everyone loves Keith, but when it comes to actually playing the game, I don't know if you want to be sort of put in that same <laughs> basket. Um, um, so we'll go on to our next person or the last person in this tribe, and yep. Oh, Pretty close to saying this is my winner's pick. Uh, this cool. is Aurora. She's 32. She's from Florida. She's a divorce lawyer. And her hobbies, I will just quickly read them off, rock climbing, adventure racing, and brunch. Um, yeah. What, what What are your thoughts to start well, with her? Because she's an interesting I just one. loved listening to her on Josh Josh's podcast. Um I feel bad I keep referencing that, but I mean, sometimes, like he's... Oh, it's a great source. uh, And like you said, sometimes looking at a photo and reading these bios, which we know that some... It's a lot more... Sometimes the bios, not not that they're written by CBS, but they heavily can be edited by CBS, so sometimes it's... Exactly, and I reckon sometimes the players make a bit of a joke out of them too, like, whereas if you hear an actual audio interview with them, you can maybe deduce a lot more stuff. and listening to... Definitely listen to their voice and the way they speak and hold themselves. You definitely get a bit more of the picture. So, I just as soon as she came on, I just had a better read of her. But I, I like that she wasn't. I think people do in these interviews do when they speak. Sometimes they do admit their weaknesses or vulnerabilities. But I, I still think people put up a bit of a facade sometimes. But I felt like she was quite open to saying that she could at times get emotional and. You know, it's not going to be sort of a walk in the park. But then she did, you know, her, you know, just being a divorce lawyer and knowing how to sort of, I guess, manipulate or 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 see people's sides and what people want and how you can sell things to people in that regard. I, th- I think definitely she's got... Dealing with conflict yeah, exactly. as well. So I yeah. think she'll be really good, like, either mediator, but even just being able to just even in a conversation, sit back, listen, <clears throat> analyse what different people want in the game and maybe working that to advantage and leveraging different people. I just think she's got definitely a really good skill set of what's needed to play Survivor so and to get far. So there's definitely that. I like, yeah, I like. I think she's been through a bit of life too. Like she's not super young. I think she'll be a fighter. Like um, I, I actually, you've turned me around on her because I thought she could just be a cranky sort of bitchy sort of type, which I love to watch, but they'll get voted out. But now I'm kind of like, no, nah, I think she'll be able to rein a lot of stuff in. And um, I reckon her, 
yeah, she's gone through a lot of like with her mum dying and she's been taken away from her mum. I, I can't tell if it's a different mum, biological mum. And she, she's, yeah, obviously working as a divorce lawyer. Is She's, you know, pretty successful to uh, carve a career like that. Uh, lawyers have to be pretty smart and know a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, look, I think she'll be, she'll be good. I'm excited to see yeah, her now. And like she talks about this, the survivor contestant most like, and she's written Tyson for being manipulative, mischievous, mischievous prankster, Sierra for her attitude and foot in mouth moments and Michaela for her diehard competitiveness. And I think that's a good mix as well. Yeah. Oh, look, she's got a good mix and like it's, it doesn't define her anyway, but just the fact that she's a lesbian is interesting to see too, because we don't see... As many of them as gay guys on Survivor, I feel, um, especially maybe the younger, more glamorous types. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really pumped up for her, to be honest. I think... She's actually a good win- uh, potential. Do I need to look yeah. And also, actually, the other thing is she's a big fan of the show as well. So, um, yeah, I like her picks, with, like, like you said, with Tyson and uh, Michaela Sierra. Yeah. All right, so that is... Uh, Karma tried down. Uh, do you think, obviously, your winner pick is from this tribe. Do you think, just off, uh, again, we're going off absolutely nothing, but do you think this tribe will be the slightly more successful tribe compared to the other? Or So they've got um, um, yeah. Aubrey and Joe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I. I actually think these tribes that they'll start on won't really matter much um, anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I do think for Dan, I won't harp on about him. Uh, not Dan, sorry. For Ron, uh, I won't harp on about him too much. He's got to get it through that first couple of votes. Um, but, yeah, look, I think after that, any of them, yeah, aren't going to be so circumstanced. Because I reckon they'll go to three tribes. I just have this feeling. Oh, you reckon three tribes? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all, um, but who yeah. knows? It'd just be interesting to see even when they do maybe a switch up, like how, I guess it depends if any of the uh, returnees have voted out, but like at what point yeah. they sort of separate the tribes or, or mix them up or, like you said, dissolve them into three. Or... And I, I mean, I know we haven't spoken so much about um, this uh, Edge of Extinction twist, but that's just that just throws a whole span into the works of everything we're talking about as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, how that's implemented and when that person comes back into the game and stuff. Yeah, it's it's one of the big what ifs. Um, the, the only thing, the only reason why I sort of thought maybe not three tribes is because you know when you do have a three tribe scenario, generally the tribe that's out of those three that is normally winning, you don't see them a hell of a lot, and people sort of complain that you don't you sort of don't get a good feel on who's doing what in a, in in that third tribe again if they're successful and I'm using game changes as a bit of a bit of an example where um that green tribe yeah. I can't remember the name off the top of my head that had Sarah and Troy Zan and uh there and is then, always yeah, one that yeah you, you don't, don't you don't get to see as much of them because they're winning so it's focusing on the two teams sort of more at the bottom and stuff like that Oh look, I hope I hope we don't see three tribes for a change. I'd like to just like I'm happy for them to have a tribe switch, um, but I would like to just not do a switch in the first yeah. two episodes. Like it seems to be like two episodes switch and then another two episodes another switch these yeah. days. So I reckon one switch would do me, um, and two tribes until the merge yeah. would be nice too. But I don't know. 
given the recent history. Well, my theory we'll that, that they won't have the three tribes is purely based on edge of extinction because if they've got to show that as well, like, they again, they don't have to show huge amounts of airtime for that potentially, but depending on how that is, uh, how that operates, um, if that's another yeah. location, so, for example, if, if they do three tribes and then that's now four locations they have to, you know, cover, then... That gets too yeah, choppy, so, yeah. So that's where I sure. don't think they do the three tribes, but... Um, that's a good but, point, um, yeah. Yeah, like, who knows? Who knows? Okay, Julian, next up we have the Manu tribe. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Um, yes. Yeah, you happy with Manu? Sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first cab off the rank I've got is Reem. Reem Daly, yeah, 46. She's a Virginian, and um, I don't know. Like I'm looking at her here. It's oh, I like that. There's a few um, mid to late forties yep. um, people in this cast. I mean, I know there's not heaps, but it's not like I look at this cast and think super super young. But then again, um, ladies like this can be just quite invisible as well. So she could be an early boot. Yeah, I, I sort of. I wouldn't say I didn't have a good vibe, but I just didn't have much of a vibe. Um, I think sales is very broad, isn't it? It's like occupation sales. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, The only thing I can see that she's gone a bit old school um, with her uh, survivor contestants and Stephanie Lagarosa and... I know. I'm pleased every time I hear that. Like I've already yeah. said, um, it pleases me. But Rudy as well. Rudy, yeah, that's really old school, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that means she's probably watched from the start, which is great. Yeah. Um, so she'll be a fan. So that's good too. Like I think, I, I do feel like these days they cast people, or or at least attempt to cast people um, that know the game pretty well, even like the the good looking, younger. Um, contestants, like they still want them to have, you know, a pretty decent understanding of the game. Yeah. So how do you you think maybe just a pre-merge boot? Yeah, I I have to say, like, just based on what we know, which is very little, um, I just think she's she's a target to go pretty early. And and, um, look, someone's got to go early. And I think, yeah, she's probably going to be the obvious one, but we'll see. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, again, I'm I'm not getting much of a read. She's not exciting me too much. Uh, I do like the, um, I do kind of like the older lady archetype. Like, and if she's kind of a straight shooter, which she sort of says, I think I saw somewhere, I like that upfront sort of, um, you know, I I like them when they can be kind of like Cass, um, even though Cass was an extreme example, but she's not going to be that, hopefully, that really dawn sort of type, like, I'm your mum, or, you know, like, yeah, she's not, I'm not here to be your mum, I'm here to play, and um, hopefully she she goes far and isn't punished for that. So, moving on, our next one is the guy with the pretty cool nickname, Dan the War Dog De Silva. Yeah, the, I love how it's bracket, yeah, in brackets here. Like, is that, is that what Propes is going to call him? War Dog. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, uh, 
Yeah, it's like, issue. is he even going to go by that, or is that just for these buyers? It'll be interesting because um, obviously he's um, an ex. Um, he's a military veteran, or he's um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, he just screams Tony to me when I look at that photo, and um, I know that that's just an obvious comparison, but yeah. Um, he's compared himself to Boston Rob. Yeah, he says, I'm my own blend. I'm not oh. Tony. I'm not the specialist. I'm not Boston Rob. Um, but to, the fact that he brings all those people up makes me think he actually is a little bit of all of them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he, he, he'll be like a character that we'll see a lot of this season, definitely. Like, he's an alpha kind of looking guy. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. Like, he just, yeah, he looks like he's a big personality. I actually, listening to him, I, I got the feeling that while he looks like he's got a lot of attributes to go far and could win the game, I, I don't know what it was, but he didn't rub me the right way in that I think, I just think he might annoy people. Did he seem quite serious? Because I got the sense that, like, He's going to be kind of like, you know, Tony's Tony's really like cheeky. And he, I mean, they're both from New York and they're burly and bald and, you know, they're not super young. They're not old. But, um, yeah, I just see him as being quite as serious in that military background. It could be quite regimented. So that's that could piss people off. Oh, I don't know what it was, but I just feel like maybe there's a – like while he's he's obviously achieved a lot and he, he has every right to have a, a bit of confidence about himself, but maybe an overconfidence or something. I just couldn't – can't put yeah. my finger on it. It's hard to probably explain, but just hearing him talk. No, the vibes. I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. a lot of these people, when they come into the tent and talk to Josh or whether it's Dalton Ross or whatever, they do these pre-game interviews. The reason yeah. they're picked is they're very confident, generally confident people um, Yeah, uh, and very extroverted, but – um, there's just still something about him. I just think maybe, okay, I wouldn't even say overconfidence, maybe a little bit of arrogance. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I sort yeah, of could yeah. see him also, if he's not dominating challenges and helping his tribe, I could kind of think he could be a guy that might be too alpha. Rub people the or, wrong Almost way, maybe yeah. a bit too alpha that might see him yeah. not taken out as a threat, but just sort of more just people don't want to. They're just a bit over him, maybe, whether he becomes boss Yeah, I, I don't see him, like, I do see him being kind of serious. And, um, and you know, that whole serious kind of, like, taking things, yourself and everything a bit seriously on Survivor, it's fraught with a bit of um, danger because, yeah, like, Tony was able... I mean, I've got to stop comparing him to Tony, but I just see Tony... <laughs> Oh, that that bald head and like just the build and any uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, he yeah, he'll be a an asset, but I I think he um, yeah, I don't see him getting that far. Either. Okay, so I'm not I'm not the right person to be asking, but um, I mean, do you think he looks attractive? Look, he's 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 got a good smile and he's got a good. I don't know. Yeah, he's not. He, I reckon he thinks he's attractive. Well, I was going to put it that way, and that's where maybe that. I mean, it's great to love yourself and, and be confident in yourself, and that. I mean, that's an attribute. I wish I'm sure there's billions of people on earth that wish they could have. But I, I even just in this bio where it says, uh, "Why do you think you'll survive?" Survive, and it says, "I bring a certain sex appeal that men my age haven't had for over a decade." 
almost. Yeah, that's. A... And I sort of thought, I sort of thought, oh, that's. I don't know if he's taking the piss, but I just think that just seems a bit tickets on yourself, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of probably justifies <laughs> he, what just I'm his, thinking. I don't know. Like this is really minute like stuff, but this is this is why it's fun to do these cast assessments because you really just get vibes and it's like that first impression kind of thing. But I just think the way he's standing is like, yeah, I'm the boss kind of thing. Like yeah. uh, even the name in brackets, the war dog, like it's like, is, has he self given himself that name? Because, you know, you've got to be given a nickname yeah. rather than, I, I, I don't know, the fact that he's trying to put out that nickname, yeah. war dog, like, yeah. Bit of a tool, perhaps. He could be a bit of a tool. And and then that's the other thing. I think if you have a nickname, like you said, it's in the brackets there or the the quotation marks on the the website, I just find that interesting. Like that's like that's come from him. Yeah, it's the way he wants to portray himself. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think just even the war dog kind of sounds cool, but it's like, of course, anyone that has a cool nickname is going to want to promote that. I just think even that, you've got to let that, develop on the island or at least if someone goes oh do you have a nickname back home it's like oh actually i'm i'm known as the war dog then and people can start calling that but to actually walk around telling people i'm the war dog, yeah trying to go again he's trying to put that out there well it kind of that again i just feel like that's something that's a bit arrogant i don't know i just interesting no no yeah i agree um it's in it's few red flags with dan and i think um yeah look he's going to be a big character i definitely think yeah so, I don't know, my, my gut feel, I know we didn't do this with the other tribe, which we probably should have, but i got a feeling he's he's a pre-merge boot. Yeah, he could flame out, definitely. I, I can see that. Like, challenge performance, schmallenge performance, away, in a way too, because, like, we're getting to the point where they're like, ah, oh, there's going to be a swap probably, or who cares about, you know, losing a few people as long as, like, you know, they've got their tight thing because people are willing to shift and, and play. So especially if they know um, that, you know, there's going to be a chance to get back in the game, that might impact stuff too uh, this year. So, yeah. Oh, he, he'd be definitely a good one that if he did go early, then he, I reckon he'd stick it out though. At oh, yeah, especially sure, so. with the military. Yeah, he's not going to just... Oh, that that yeah. would have been a good good discussion to actually... Who who's going to go early, but who would stick it out? Well, we did mention for summer people, and like, and there's a few more people coming up that we'll be talk about. But yeah, like it's, I said with that that red Victoria Bamond Bamond or yeah. whatever her name is. Um, I see her as a fighter, so basically, yeah, I, I think she'll um, she'll stick it out um, as, on edge of extinction, um, but then she might obviously get the shits as well. So. All right, so our next uh, person on the list is Rick Devins, 30, yep. 33 from uh, Virginia. Uh, and he, He's another interesting yeah, one. Yeah, he's a morning news anchor. And this is a guy that I actually really love listening to. Um, and, yeah, I, I kind of feel like he's someone I'd get along with. Um, uh, again, a big Survivor fan. Um, yeah. yeah, he um, was used in the... Uh... Yes, in the intro or the uh, preview. Yeah, in the preview for the, the season. Um, and that leads me to believe that, I uh, like, obviously they want people that pop for that. Um, so he's, yeah, he's a good talker. He's a news anchor, you know. They're, they've come from a journalism background, so they know how to 
um, put their words together and describe things and frame certain, you know, issues or whatever. Um, so he's going to be um, a pretty good uh, go-to for the production, I think, for confessionals. Yeah, I think he'll, he definitely would. Uh, I think he did say it's a whole different species, but, um, I mean, with all, all so many cameras around and actually playing a game. But, again, he's still someone that's fairly familiar with that anyway. So, uh, obviously, in a different setting. But, um, yeah, being a news anchor, probably just this survivor won't be such a shock to the system. Do you think people will recognise him and will that matter? I don't think it will matter because he has said that he will tell people, like when people ask what does he do, he's, yeah. gonna, he's not going to hide that. So um, from that... It might even make <laughs> him like more like, like, you know, sometimes people are really interested in that. And like, I, I mean, I know if I was out there and someone was a news anchor, I think that's a fascinating job. Um, so I wouldn't be threatened by that. Uh, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, tell us all about the news and yeah, the yeah, I don't know, Anchorman moments and all that. So yeah. Yeah. Um the survivor contestant he is most like is Cochrane. Um What are your thoughts on that one? I like it. Broadly I like it. Um yeah, Cochrane's a it means he's he's gonna be um a bit of a, a thinker. Um I think he's got a good Brain um, on his head, yeah, or head on his shoulders. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's good. Um, he's probably a little bit of a nerd at heart as well. So yeah, yeah. I think um, I hope he goes far. What do you think? Do you think he'll go far? Or um, I'm hoping that he does. I, I feel like he'll be good television. I just don't know. I mean, I think again by his own admissions, I don't know if he he sees himself as being super strong in challenges at all. So. Yeah, I think he said something about you know just being the guy that sort of everyone likes, float under the radar, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it would worry me though if if his tribe went to a few tribals and you know they were having to get to a point where they had to pick off, yeah, um, you know, pick off somebody that's maybe performed not at a high level through the challenges. He'd be one of those because I think yeah, yeah. he uh, I know again he talked in, in his interviews about you know, sort of building up his fitness going out and his cardio and stuff like that. But like I said, he um, he didn't sound like he was super confident or he knows that's one of his weaknesses, but he's 33. And that, oh, not that it's a bad thing, but I just think when you've got other people around you and maybe that are even slightly older than that, that are, are fitter, stronger, you sort yeah. of go, well, if you're 33, you know, probably it's not like you're Rudy, Rudy's age or something like that. You know, you probably should be contributing more, so... That'll, yeah, that's true. That'll be yeah. interesting. That, that's why I look at it too. If he's going to be seen as dead weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, because we've got two tribes and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm hoping that they don't um, switch, switch them up too early and kind of let the tribes kind of ride down for a bit because we've got the returnees to make it a bit interesting. But the only problem with that is like if one tribe is dominant, um, it'll get to the point where, like, yeah, if that one tribe keeps going to tribal, then he's going to come up. His name will definitely come up, I think. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But um, I, I wonder if people are going to see him as shifty and, you know, a bit of a threat because he's, um, you know, shady because um, he's quite like a talker. And, um, yeah, if he gets in a good alliance with others, then he might be all right. Okay, the next one we have on our list is 
somebody that's got blue hair, and that's Wendy Diaz. Yeah. Um, the other one that was used in the preview, I, I mean, I like her. My initial impressions are love seeing the Latin American contestants. Um, she's got an accent. I like that. I like the um, bit of feistiness, I think. I think she's um, not afraid to share her opinions and, and emotions. Um, so, yeah, look, I think I think she'll be um, – Look, I just think she'll be a big character based on the preview. I know that's basing it on that. But, yeah, like, she's got blue hair. Yeah. I actually really love her in the interviews. I love the way she's sort of – she's almost like – like, I know they all talk pretty nonstop in these interviews. Uh, but I felt like she almost talked that fraction too much or just, like, so quickly, so frenetically. Um, yeah. So she, high energy. Yeah. Hey? She's full, a lot of energy. A lot of energy, super excited for the experience. Um, but again, I just, I can, I worry that, again, no, it's not a racist thing, but I think it can sometimes be a subconscious thing that, um, you know, people like her that are sort of in that sort of minority, you know, have that Mexican background or Latino background or whatever. Yeah, that, she's not she's not the the norm or the yeah the main sort yeah, of. So I, yeah, I think subconsciously those people not get they don't get left out, but I I just don't think they get maybe the the same. They don't get given the time of day that they should sometimes, and I think we saw that a bit with Lisa. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and that's season, what I was sort of like, thinking of too, because Lisa had the sort of the the color hair as well, and um, yeah, she was Puerto Rican, bit a bit edgy, um, and, and, I, yeah. and I, th- I think the other thing I did notice, it, it's not big, but I just little subtle things I picked up on in her interview was, you know, there was a couple of things that Josh asked that she didn't understand straight away, and I think that's a big thing in survivor communication, and I think that. Well, yeah, look, she can obviously speak pretty well. Um, and She's a big talker, and, but I do sometimes yeah. think, can she listen as well? Yeah, and that's the thing. And I think if something's misconstrued or misunderstood, um, then obviously that's where things can snowball out of control. So, um, I, again, I, I want to see her go deep. I think she can go deep, but I just I got a f- scary feeling she'll be, again, an, an early boot because maybe she's super frenetic and super – like maybe a little yeah. bit intense, but also uh, I know it does suck because I do agree pretty much with what you're saying. Um, she's a vulnerable contestant, um, but it sucks because some of the full-on people, like I was stoked last season how far Natalie got, um, and I, she was on borrowed time right from the first episode with her like outspokenness and her argument, argumentative nature. But um, yeah, Wendy. Wendy's, oh, I mean, I hope she goes far, but yeah, I do think she's probably only got a certain amount of episodes in her. So you reckon pre-merge, post-merge? Pre, uh, she might get to the merge, um, but she'll be pushing it, I reckon, yeah. And just quickly, just before we get to the end of the last three people we're going to cover, in those first yes. four, are you sort of, you're not really seeing any potential winner, winner picks? Look... Um, the, the, I haven't really thought I, I have to go with the other tribe yeah. for my two winner yeah. picks based on, I hadn't thought about Aurora McCreary, but based on what our discussion, I'm like, yep, I like her. Um, she's got her downside too in vulnerabilities, but I think I t- got talked around to the fact that like, 
yeah, her life experience, all that. So there's not really anyone on this drive yeah. that I um, pick as a winner. I think I still go with Ron as my ultimate winner. And but yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like I'm looking. He's got downside too, though. Yeah, I, I was just looking at the first four we've discussed, and I'm like, I kind of feel like I already feel like there's a lot more potential winners on the other tribe already. Um, so yeah. it'll be just interesting as we go through these last couple that if that sort of changes. Yeah, I, I look at these four. Good call because even Rick, I I don't know if I can see him getting that far. Um, yeah, hopefully he does because I think he'll be a good character. But yeah, um, the last three people we've spoken about um, are all going to be big characters. Reem, who knows? But um, the three after her, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Okay, so. The next one I've got is Lauren O'Connell. She's 21 from Bakersfield, California. But she's actually yeah. currently in Texas. Um, Texas. Um, yeah, she yeah. played soccer at university. Um, so she's sporty. Uh, she talked about... Well, she's a babe, isn't she? She's well, the hot chick. Well, I was going to say she's the only real one. Like, if you had to find yeah. one, like, from my point of view, at least, that she's yeah. definitely the only one I would sort of pretty much consider. Um yeah, no disrespect to the she's got the she's got the model look about her. Um, look, I had um, I don't know, I had kind of average thoughts about her. Um, just because I was like, hey, she brings up poverty. She brings up she goes to Baylor University, which is a Southern Baptist university, and you only really go there if you're um, kind of uh, religious. If if that's your religion, you know what I mean. Like, unless you've got a scholarship or there's a sporting reason, I don't know the the fact that she. Yeah, uh, she's a she's obviously an athlete. I don't know. She reminds me a bit of someone like Brianna Varela um, from Guatemala, even though she was terrible in challenges. Like I just get that sort of brunette, young, kind of like you just want, I don't see. You it. just wanted to use a Guatemala reference. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I know. Bring it back to season eleven. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see her sticking. She talks about her being resilient, but I just don't think if she's on. Uh, edge of Extinction Island that she'll really want to hack it for too long. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like when I hear her talk, I I'm, I got excited about her, and it, she did speak with a bit more of maturity. And then it was I was a bit shocked when I double checked, um, obviously the the cast bio page this morning and go, oh, she's 21. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Young I sort of still. when she was talking, even though she was talking about university and playing soccer and doing all these other bits and pieces, in my head I was sort of almost still picturing her about 25-ish. I don't know why. Um, yeah. So she sort of felt – I felt like she spoke with a bit of maturity. Um, she went a bit more in-depth about um, uh, being like sort of, you know, modelling a game a bit like how she, poverty kind of inspired her to, what you know, be in Survivor and stuff like that. Um, she's obviously watched the show from a young age pretty much right through with her family. But – I agree. There was no mention of any sort of um, religious background, but in her bio there is. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but that can I sometimes think. It means people obviously don't want to make sometimes be a little bit. They don't want to be very ruthless because they're you know a bit moral, um, which is fine in life. It's good in life, but in Survivor, I want to see people. Um, be cutthroat and I don't know if she's got that in her. Well, she, again, in the interview, she did say she would be cutthroat, but, um, good. which is good. Yeah. But I, I still think 
and maybe this is just because Jess, it happened to Jess last year, but Jess was, what, 20, 19 or 20 when she played? Well, she's going to be on a tribe with um, Kelly Wentworth, which is interesting because um, she strongly relates to her game. So the two hot girls are on the same tribe. Yeah, that's right. We can't discount Kelly as being – she's looking fit and fine in her uh, bikini shots this season. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. That'll be interesting to see if they have like a little – what's the girl's word for bromance, cismance, sistermance? I don't know. Um, I reckon they might really hit it off. Like I hope she's fun. Um, I don't know. She's like – she's a hard one to really read again because, yeah. Yeah, I just – yeah, I, with her, I, again, like, I'd like to see her go far. Um, I think there's a part of me that says there's certain things in her background and that would probably take her far, potentially. Like, I think she's probably got the skills. But, I, again, coming off the back of last season and, and hearing Jess speak and she sounded so mature and she was going to say this and that. And then she's, what, not again, 19 or 20. And, again, she was one that struggled very early and then was yeah. a dude because she yeah. was – not because she, she was a blindside, but um, – by all reports, she was a very emotional person out there and really struggled with the weather and stuff like that. So I think that's the yeah. one thing. I think sometimes, you know, you don't want to I be... I think she's going to get... Yeah, I think shit's going to get real for you, her. You don't want to be ageist, but it's definitely, um, you know, if you don't have that... Um, like, to be honest, it seems like... I don't know, this is... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologise for it. It seems like a whole, whole, whole world's, like, university like modeling or whatever and soccer like and that's fine because she's only 21 but yeah we'll see we will see she might prove us wrong yeah who have we got next uh we have got another young kid uh keith yeah the youngest i believe on um the cast this year yes yes but probably one of the smarter ones too yeah, he's interesting because at first I was like, oh, I was going to be a bit beige on him too. Um, you know, he's, I feel like he's had a lot of life experience in his 19 years though, which maybe um, Dollface before hasn't. So, yeah, he, I think he's an old soul, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was my impression of him. So I think he could be, it could go either way for him. He's a hard one to read though, to be fair. Yeah. I think um, one of his strategies is um, I, I like that he's going to sort of embrace that he's the 19-year-old or the youngest uh, and he's yep. talked about um, not sort of hiding it like Michael did in Ghost Island and then Will Wall in Millennials. Yeah, I, I would sort of claim it and then kind of use it like, oh, take me under your wing, like... You know what I mean? Like, eventually you have to step it up because you need people to respect you. But, yeah, if you can kind of, like, go on that and, like, people might be willing to nurture you a bit and help you along and then that that can help you, I and, think. Yeah, I think I, I like that he's thought about that and he's going to embrace it and, and, and look at it as maybe being like someone's little brother and, and really acting like he's sort of just going to be the vote and, and go along with the group and... And all that sort of stuff that he he's not going to let his age sort of stress him out or or be fixated on that. So I think he's definitely got uh, a smart head on his shoulders. Absolutely. I mean, he's a pre med student. He's already achieved. I feel like he's achieved a lot um, 
yes, time. Absolutely. But again, similar to Lauren, he's got the sort of religious background and again there's nothing wrong and, with that. And again, think... it's sometimes all of that just doesn't matter because like it, like no one knows that like you might talk about that, but people just sort of see you as like, well, how do you fit in with the tribe and how, you know, you're young or a little bit naive or um yeah, he might be kind of I don't know, like he might just be the odd one out too. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and uh, look, I think there's, again, you know, there's no, I don't think he's winning the game. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. And I don't, I don't see him going super deep either. I feel like he's still one of those ones that would be pre-merge or. Neither do I. I, Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, (coughs) Yeah. Because the one thing I did find that I didn't like was obviously he's become a super fan. Of, oh, this is actually beside the point, but he's become a super fan since Cambodia. That was his first season he saw. So he's binge watched yeah. all the others. So he's, he claims to be a super fan. There's nothing wrong with that. But the one thing I feel like he's never really camped and he doesn't like the really outdoors and stuff like that. And I think that's, that's a big, big shock to the system. You, you might be good at everything else. You might be good at puzzles and stuff. You might be good at talking to people, but if you can't handle those elements, you can't hack it. And yeah, if you're not used to the outdoors, yeah, and that means that I don't see him, um, excuse me, going that far on Extinction Island either. So, yeah. All right, and our last person up is Chris Underwood. <coughs> Chris, Chris, Chris. So he's the the hot guy oh, this I was year. Gonna, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he looks exactly like... Who does he look like? He looks like Pete Yukowski a little bit to me, and um, Mike from um, Redemption Island, Mike. A little Jeez. bit, but also Hot Cop from last year, Dan. Yes, um, I see. I see a blend. Um, yeah, I don't know what do, what to say about him, Cable. What do you think? Um, I, I'm not sure how much, how I feel. I, I'm sort of a bit, eh, you know. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I got no, uh, I don't know. I think I've run out, read it, run out of things to say because I think I've said them all. I think he's definitely someone that looks like he could go far though. Um, yeah, I think he'll be, I think he'll be more chilled out than someone like Dan because I thought Dan, hot cop Dan was actually kind of a little bit, um, you know, we saw him get a bit emotional about stuff and I think he'll be, um, a bit more mischievous and fun. I think he'll fly under the radar pretty well. Um, yeah, like he, I don't know. He's well. He's in yeah. a, the right sort of age bracket, I think, to sort of have enough, um, you know, to like get along with most of the people, most of the group. Uh, he's twenty five. Yeah. He's probably in that right age, you know, challenge wise. I think he'll be fine, even if he's not a huge outdoor. Like he, he says he loves anything outdoors, yeah, so he'll so, be fine. Yeah. Um, coming from the coast to in South Carolina, they're right onto the water sports and familiar with the beach and all that. So I think he'll be an asset to his tribe and like, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't really give me much either. Like he's he's the right age, yeah, twenty five, prime survivor age, really. Yeah, um, yeah. So well, we'll, we'll see with him. I, I think he definitely will be good with the survival stuff. So I think he should be one that they probably keep around for a while. He says, yeah, and Aussie because of his skills on the water. So like Myrtle Beach is a um, 
yeah, they've got shipwrecks off off the coast. A lot of diving around there. Um, yeah, it's it's a beach. It's a bit of a um, spring break town as well. So it'll be interesting to see how the girls find him because he'll probably be popular with them. And yeah, I don't know. He well, he's the only one in this tribe that I could see as a winner. As well. Yeah, I want him to be fun. Like I hope he's kind of like. I, I was really pleased with Alec last uh, season. I know a lot of people have spoken about that, but I liked how he was just kind of knew how to placate everyone. Like, yeah, yeah, kind of thought things through, but did his own thing. And I hope we see a little bit of that from um, sort of Alec was just sort of ridden off, not ridden off, but seen as just, you know, oh, he's just the surfer bro, like downplayed a bit. And um, Buddy, Buddy was always thinking about the game. So if we can get anything like that from Chris, I'll be happy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our wrap up, I guess. So I think uh, yeah, we've covered everyone. Um, some better than others, probably, because like like we've said all along, and you said several times that uh, we're pretty much going off a little bit of uh, audio and. Uh, the odd photo and a bio that's written up. Which... And it's funny because I don't know if this is fair, but I judge them from the photo more than anything else. Like, it's funny. Like, you can listen to them say stuff, but, like, I just – it's funny. Like, and that's just what makes it interesting. I look into their face and they try and get, like, an idea from a couple of photos because there's a few different photos of – yeah, like their essence as a person, and it's it's so interesting when um, they're so different. Often, so we'll, we'll I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah it'd be good. Should be a good season. I'm really. I mean, we won't go too much in, but do you have any more thoughts about the twist? No, I mean, I we know nothing really apart yeah. from the first person voted out is going to have the choice of continuing back to Ponderosa or yeah, there's like a fork in the road. Jeff made yeah. it seem like so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the first being the first person there would probably be the worst. Hey, because you know you're going to be there for ages. You don't have anyone else, and yeah. you're the first voted out too. But maybe I don't know if you were playing Survivor, hmm. would you? And you were the first boot. Would you take oh, your chances? Absolutely, absolutely. It's kind of cool in that way. Maybe they'll be happy oh, I mean, because yeah, I, I think a first boot would be if they if the first boot does not do it, I'd be firstly really surprised, but then disappointed. I think. You're not going to go all that way, and no one wants to be the first booted out. But if you get booted out and in a rare sort of turn of events, like we we've known about, obviously, um, we've known about Redemption Island and these other sort of twists generally, apart from the Outcast twist. But the first boot has always, in those, uh, I guess, seasons had a, a second opportunity. But every other Survivor season, uh, the first boot, that's it. You're you're gone. So um, yeah, to get get sort of a really uh, you know, this opportunity to have a second life in the game. I just would be gobsmacked if anyone, I whoever hope, that first boot is, decided yeah, it'd be to knock pretty it back. Bad if they didn't. But again, I, I, again, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm, I'm sort of confused as how that operates moving past. Well, that yeah, first vote. and that's the thing. I don't know much. We don't know barely anything about the twist. But here's a few things that I hope. Um, so you, you haven't looked up any spoilers or anything like no, that? No, I don't know anything. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of exciting in a way. But what I hope is that it's not going to be too easy for them. Like, I know they've got to feed them and give them rice and stuff. But I do want it to test people's willpower. Um, and also, when it comes time for them to re-enter the game, I think it'd be kind of cool to let a few of them go back in at once. Um, 
because, you know, they've all stuck it out for a long time. So I don't want it just to be kind of like Redemption Island, like win a challenge, one person get back in because, you know, like it'd be cool. They've probably formed alliances on Edge of Extinction Island. And then if you let a couple of people in, that could really shake up the dynamics of voting rather than just having one person get back in. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, there's a lot to think about in regards to that. Um, it's almost too much because you just don't know, do you? No, absolutely not. Um, I'm not one for spoilers that far into the game. I mean, I, I might look up potential cast lists and stuff like that and a theme, but I wouldn't be worrying about looking that up. But whether that's online or not, I've got no idea. Yeah, it's dangerous territory, that's for sure. But yeah, well, good. Um, yeah, good chat, Cable, and um, it's going to be a good season, I think. Um, but we probably should recap. Anything else we got to talk well, about? Well, kind yeah. of just recap. Yeah, your winners pick. Yeah, look, Rick. What's his last name? Rick Ross. No, I think Rick Devins. <laughs> Rick. Rick Devins. Yeah. No, hang on. No, no, he's not. I get Ron Rick Clark. Ron Clark. Ron Clark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, he he um, maybe for wishful thinking. Maybe it's just because I saw Mike go do quite well last year. I see them both being similar archetypes, um, quite sort of soft, um, gentle guys, um, but very able to be diplomatic and work between different alliances and um, being privy to a lot of information that people share. So, yeah, he's my he's my guy for this year. I do think he's at risk early on, but like so are a lot of people, so... Yeah, and I will correct um, or confirm that we did speak about, and I said I think um, Ron is the one that went back and did the puzzles. I actually went back and checked. He definitely um, went back and spent six months going through every survivor. That's dedication. Yes, yeah. every survivor challenge to memorize anything that could come back up again. I so. hope that works to his favor because, like, yeah, like he probably like, well, that's where I can be an asset rather than physicality. Yeah, and he he did say to Josh that he would. Um, nominate himself or at least put himself up for the puzzles, especially if he knows it's something he's done before. I hope practiced. that, yeah, I hope that so, comes to help him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I did talk about uh, Eric and I, Eric was going to be the firefighter. And I said, yes, I, I think I ended up saying that he might pretend he's not a firefighter. But again, that was another one. I went back to double check because it was bugging me. Uh, yeah, and he did say that he had contemplated just saying he was a paramedic, but he will, in fact, uh, just stick with the firefighter line. Um, and for most of like, I know out. this is a big discussion, but I re- really think, yeah, you're going to get to know these people. I think it's easier unless you've got a really good reason to just be honest. Yeah, I think it may as well be. Yeah, um, I haven't. Uh, I think I'm going to lock in my winner pick. Yeah, who's on just, your radar? Just put my neck on the line after I've I picked Ben Dreebergen. I picked. Uh, Did you? Did you actually pick him? Yeah. Then I had in Ghost Island. I had uh, Brendan, who went out what pre-merge. Oh, Brendan Shapiro. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually picked uh, good old Kentucky Nick as well. So. Yeah. Wow. Um. So I'm on a bit of a, a decent streak. I We've had say. three um, three guys win 35, yeah. 36, 37 for the last three seasons. So I'd like to see a, a woman win it because I do think it skews um, towards guys doing better in Survivor often. Um, just in modern Survivor, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see a woman win it, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so my winner pick will be Aurora. I like her. I like it. Let's. I'd love to see her win. So, and like you said, I mean, you know, I guess I'm a bloke, and you go, oh yeah, it's good to see blokes win, but no, you want to see a diverse bunch of winners, and we normally we do as well. Like, it's not to say that there hasn't been. uh, I mean, that's what's cool about Survivor. Like, anyone can win it, and there's a lot of different ways to win. But yeah, but I think I think in recent years though, there has been. I can't remember the stat off the top of my head, but I remember leading to say. Heroes versus villains. It was close to sort of ten each or something, but since yeah. then it's been predominantly male. Um, yeah, it has it's been quite um, and askew. and I think and I do feel um, often that they're more celebrated as winners too. Um, yeah, like they're seen as the better winners, which isn't necessarily the case. But it's just they play more dominant games because sometimes a woman can't play dominant otherwise she'll get voted out um mm. or they have to play in different kind of ways so yeah look I, I love aurora so um she yeah at the very least I, I would love to see her go deep into the game all right well i guess that wraps everything else up unless there's something else you want to no no for. that's a pretty good summation i think um yeah can't wait for the season now awesome all right well um thanks for coming on julian no worries i'd love to talk to you about survive anytime Well, there you have it. That was our cast assessment. Thanks again for Julian for joining me. You can find Julian on Twitter at Julian Gronenberg. And you can find me at Cable underscore Unplugged. And look, we'd love to hear your feedback. I know I probably have to sound a bit more enthusiastic when I speak, I guess. Um, But I had a lot of fun doing that and discussing a few things with Julian about the upcoming season. And I hope you enjoyed listening or maybe got something out of it. But look, honestly, love to hear some feedback. I know, you know, it's just a beginning for me. Uh, I know I'm not super great at this compared to a lot of others that have been doing this for years, especially when it comes to talking Survivor. But hopefully you'll stick with me and uh, hopefully I'll have some interesting things to say in regards to uh, season 38 and anything Survivor related. Uh, going forward, uh, Julian and I have discussed uh, doing a special episode on Survivor Controversies. Uh, it's something probably close to our hearts. Uh, while we love the show and we sometimes put it on this really high pedestal at how amazing it is, it has had its moments where, you know, almost the show could have gone under in certain circumstances because of some controversies that have happened in the past. Uh, I feel like a lot of them have happened in the earlier seasons when the this, the the show was in its infancy, uh, but that'll be interesting to delve into. Again, if if there's something you've heard about or you want to talk about, like give us a bell. Uh, we'd like to hear them. Like we feel like we know a lot of the controversies we can discuss. Some have become urban legends, but um, I'm sure there's something we haven't heard before that uh, we'd love to hear about and potentially even have a guest on the show to talk them through. Thanks again for everyone that's listened. I really appreciate the support. And until next time, farewell.